Welcome to the Awareness Podcast. Every Friday, one of our four hosts, Bill Free, Jenny Beale, Cindy Krupp, and Susan Telford, will discuss spiritual awakening in everyday life with their guests. Listen as they discuss their newest insights and share what is helping them remove the obstacles to self-realization, inner peace, and happiness. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Awareness Podcast. I'm Bill Free, and I'm happy to be your host this week. And uh, this is the month of December. And while you're listening and watching this podcast, I am traveling in India uh, with Lisa Natoli. We're visiting some of the uh, famous, well-known areas of uh, Ramana Maharshi's ashram, Aranashala. Uh, we're going to visit the Taj Mahal, and uh, and then we're going to go north to uh, New Delhi, and we're going to visit Rishikesh and some of the and the Beatles ashram up there. This will be a mystical journey that we're on. We're really uh, going with the intention of um, uh, just allowing the, 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 the memory of the great teachers that came from the East uh, over to the West, you know, Yogananda, Nizargadatta, Ramana Maharshi, all of those uh, guys and more. Uh, they brought the truth to the United States before we were really ready for it. And um, it's my joy today to uh, to share with you while we're traveling in India, uh, someone that is, uh, she's, she's not in India, she's in Holland right now, and many of you have known Nada Bowen. She's been in some of our other, she's been in our conferences. Uh, last time she was at the End of Seeking conference, she had her own uh, pre uh, presentation spot because uh, she is a uh, upcoming uh, amazing teacher. I mean, she's, she's been a, we met uh, Nada as a, as a song artist, beautiful voice expressing the words of truth in song and uh, the court th uh, through the uh, teaching of A Course in Miracles. And she also has developed this gift, this voice liberation uh, process that is uh, I've been hearing about. I've been watching people, uh, watching their testimonies, and 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 learning more about it. And as I was thinking about who I wanted to have uh, for our last podcast of the year for 2022, and someone that has really uh, shown up to have a, a just a full heart. And love for truth, uh, the love of, of Course in Miracles, and the love of, of awakening. And I thought of Nada, and I just wanted to share her with you. And Nada, thank you for being on this podcast, and thank you for being here. Aww. Yay, Bill. That was so beautiful. My heart is just full. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, uh, Thank you so much for having me. It's always so much fun to see you and to join with you, talk with you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Nada, uh, I, before uh, we get into our conversation, I'm just going to give a little uh, snippet of from your About Me page. And you can reach Nada at Nada Bowen, N-E-D-A-B-O-I-N, NadaBowen.com. And uh, as I said, she's in Holland, but she travels. She gets around a lot. She comes to the U.S. She's, <laughs> I, I think she's going to Bali next week, and she she's really makes herself available uh, to the world community. And Nada is a singer-songwriter with half-Dutch, half-Persian roots. She's born and raised in the Netherlands, and she started writing songs from when she was a little kid and learned how it was a great way to communicate her message. When she was 17 years old, she wrote a song about 
HIV and AIDS, which brought her to Kenya, where she performed in slums, orphanages, and uh, uh, what's the Maasai tribe? The Maasai, the Maasai tribe, tribe? that's, um, yeah. they're kind of famous now. They have like the red scarves and stuff. They can jump really high. It's, uh, it's now, I think it now became a very touristic spot, but it used to be like a really, um, yeah, desolate, um, tribe in a very, um, yeah, rural area in, in, in Kenya, but they're beautiful. There's, it's like a beautiful community that, at least when I was there, lived like without any internet or electricity. And and we went there and they performed for us and we performed for them. And we had like a open conversation about sex and about HIV and really to break through the, the taboos and the, um, yeah, really using music as a, as a communication tool. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Well, uh, again, a few years later, she hitchhiked from the Netherlands all the way down to South Africa to raise awareness around topics <laughs> such as child labor, gender equality, education, and sustainable farming. After she came back, she started giving workshops in juvenile prison, prison which uh, to this day she still does with great passion. And uh, Nada, I, I think it's amazing that you have such a heart for all of these important, uh, these important elements of or trappings, and uh, mm-hmm. that that we fall into, and also to to reach people that are in prisons, and uh, you know they 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 got drawn into the traps that the ego mindset sets up so skillfully uh, for humanity. And to have a heart for that, I, I think it just really commends uh, who you are. And um, I'm, uh, I, I wanna thank you for the service that you, uh, that you give the world through your, not, not just through your voice, but through, for, for, for a beautiful woman like yourself to go visit prisons, that's that's amazing, <laughs> because first of all, the guys are going to first be attracted by the bodysuit, but then when they hear what you have to say, they're going to be attracted mm. to the content of of what you're saying. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I experienced that myself. I mean, I I just did a concert in uh, in Colombia in the prison. And it was just so amazing. It was a small group of guys, a few women also for the first time that um, that it was mixed. Um, and I learned Spanish as well a couple of years ago. So I translated my uh, mantras. I have these Course in Miracles inspired mantras. I translated them into Spanish. So I have this one beautiful mantra that says, you are worthy. Or first, actually, I am worthy. So I sing it together with them. And it was like really like they were all singing along and making eye contact. I'm kind of used to even in spiritual retreats or stuff that people are a little bit uncomfortable with looking you in the eye and they'll look on the on the ground. But they were all like from the first song, basically, really looking me in the eye, making making eye contact. And I still felt it. this mantra wasn't like they weren't singing as loud as the other ones. And I felt it's because it's just such a deep topic, this, this I am worthy, you know, it's, it's because we don't believe that is that we end up in prison, whether, whether it's physically, literally in prison or mentally in prison, like seeing this whole life as, as prison, you know, it's, it's because of this belief that we're, we're not worthy, that we're guilty, um, that we end up, right, being unhappy and, and having this, this, is call for love on a daily on a daily basis. So I changed the mantra to "You are worthy," and we started. I invited them to look each other in the eye, but it ended up being just me looking them one by one in the eye, um, and it was so amazing. Everybody started to cry. So one by one, we just looked at each other and we sang for each other. "You are worthy." You are worthy, and then the last guy that I sang it. Uh, for he sang it for me as well and I could just feel like he was about to really really break down so 
So I just kept looking at him and in my mind, it was just like, I could feel the spirit saying, you know, this is really undoing all the work, unworthiness, you know, and like removing the blocks, all the beliefs of unworthiness. And this is what happens during the voice separation classes as well. This is the, the, the power of, 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 of the voice and the, it goes to those frequencies of, you know, these blocks of unworthiness, they have a certain vibration. And I feel the voice goes there to just erase, erase those blocks. And, and we looked at each other and at a certain point, he just completely broke down tears and tears and tears. And we just kept singing and it, it was just so beautiful. And then at the end of the day, I learned that that was his last day in prison. So after years of being in prison, his final day, I thought that was so symbolic, you know, that his final day in prison ended with this, I am worthy, you are worthy moment. I, I thought it was just so beautiful and such a symbol of how we don't leave this world. We don't leave prison, you know, by, by death or by, you know, anything else. We leave it by remembering how worthy we are, how loved we are, um, that we never separated from, from God, from source. Um, so yeah, it was just, uh, I still feel so inspired just talking about it. So they, they're my teachers too. You know, I don't feel like I'm just doing their, them a favor. I feel like I learn, um, when I'm with them, I get to accept it myself as well. This, this teaching of love. So yeah. Yeah, they're my teachers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Well, there's um, the uh, the the idea of of sharing the truth and and also uh, uh, presenting a space where healing can occur. It, it, everyone, everyone benefits. Every, yeah. because there there's there's only one presence there's only one yeah. i am and when yeah, exactly. when someone connects with that it's connecting to the to the one the one source that everything uh arises and and falls by the everything comes and goes and that that presence and that power and that connectedness remains as it always is, and we are that. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> but I I know that we had uh, we just had the conference in September, and uh, we uh, you had your voice liberation uh, sessions and. I've noticed since then, and I'm not sure when it went up on your website for your voice liberation. Um, uh, you have a voice liberation course that people can uh, take part in. They can learn about it. They can watch testimonies of people that have had uh, gone through the voice liberation. Uh, I, I haven't, I haven't done the voice liberation experience, but I'm intrigued of, uh, of the power of healing that is within it. Can you tell us a little bit about the voice liberation? Um, what, what is it? Yeah. So when I say voice liberation, a lot of people like often the first thought is like, oh, but I can't sing. You know, and it's, there's this instant disconnection between, oh, then it's about singing. And voice liberation, really, it's not a singing class. It's not about singing beautifully. It's really about using the voice as a tool to reach the unconscious blocks that are, um, like A Course in Miracles says, you know, it's not our task to seek for love, but it is our task to seek and find all the barriers within ourselves that we place against the love. Um, that we are actually, you know, and with the voice, um, I, I, again, I don't know exactly what happens, but we, the moment that we allow our voice to, to take over basically and, and lead us um, inwards, um, it is just so easy to, 
for unconscious blocks, patterns, even past lives, uh, trauma to come up to the surface where when we're just talking about it, um, it, it doesn't go as deep. But when we allow our voice to give expression to the pain, to the hurt, sometimes in retreats, we do this exercise where I put two people in front of each other and um, I allow them first to just share in words um, about something that is still really um, painful for them. Uh, and I really allow them to talk about it, in, not in a like a mental chit chattery way, but very meditative and going deeper and and unpacking and and the other person is holding space but at a certain moment i invite them to stop talking and only go over only share through sound no words just feel where is this pain in my body? Where, where does this pain live inside of me? Where does this grievance live inside of me? Inhale into that grievance, into that hurt, wherever you feel it, wherever it's present for you and exhale in whatever sound wants to come up and out, whether it's very soft, whether it's very loud, whether there's cries or shouts or whatever it is, and I always see that the moment that we let go of the words and they go into this sound expression. It, it is just so much deeper than where the words can take them. You know, they really go into the experience and they go to the core of where, where this pain lives inside of them. Because, and I feel it kind of has to do with the fact that the moment that we get into this state of really releasing these blocks through sound, uh, we can't mentally join there you know the ego can't come come with us because it's it's with the words there's still this this sort of control like i know this language but when we when we give the voice the 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 steering wheel so to say um it's it all becomes um like unknown territory like we can't control it and i think that's how it gets so deep um, and how we can get to that unconscious part where the root of our trauma and our pain and our uh, suffering really, really lies. So I, I always see the voices as, as if it's like a giant flashlight. How A Course in Miracles says, don't be afraid to look within. You know, I go there with you and I see the voice as this giant flashlight that just helps us to really find and release these these unconscious uh, blocks. So um yeah, it's it's just amazing. <laughs> I I just I, I'm I'm impressed with your not knowing and and still uh, still witnessing the uh, the verification of the healing that takes place uh, f from this place, <laughs> this placeless place, and also with the understanding that. You know the ego c cannot understand voice, it, it, it because mm -hmm. it's beyond concepts. It's beyond the conditioned mind of memory, and uh, and and so it it seems like the uh, you you're being gifted this apparatus, this healing ability of uh, uh, the uh, uh, where consciousness uh, is is really using your skills and and your openness to uh to open people to uh the areas of their unconscious guilt or the unconscious beliefs or unconscious residue and i don't think it has to be located in the body i think it can be located in memory and uh, yeah. often the memory will go to a body part where trauma uh, yeah. may, may have some residual. But uh, I, I'm going next week to UCLA to interview uh, Professor Donald Hoffman. He's the uh, professor of cognitive studies at UCLA. And I was preparing for his, uh, this interview for the Awakening Mind documentary that I'm uh, working on with uh, another group of, of uh, our team. 
And I was listening to Donald uh, talk about in his early days at UCLA, he he taught a psychology class and he said he would he he remembered teaching this class of about 500 students in the early days that 99% of our uh of our memory is unconscious or 99% of of uh, what goes on in consciousness or in our conscious consciousness is um is uh is unconscious and we only use about 1% and I find that interesting in line with your voice liberation because that's that's where consciousness picks up and is completely connected to that 99%. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, and this is just my theory about voice liberation and why why it's so effective, is because you're you're gifted with this um uh, with this uh, this intimate uh, connection with the the course, with uh, also with seeing the evidence of voice liberation, and you're 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 able to open a space by uh, asking people, like when you set up that sort of that dyad uh, experience of two people. And they're able to share, so it opens up the heart, and it and it and it sets an intention for healing. And then you're offering, you're 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 inviting them to use their voice to locate that unconscious, wherever that unconscious guilt or that unconscious shame or that un, some kind of unconscious trauma that is is hiding or even the unconscious identification as a person instead of a being instead of uh, a presence instead of what we would call spirit uh instead of that so now you've you've brought them to their to the essence of their i am that is now collaborating with their memory or with that residue or with that unconscious uh, experience that's that's hidden. And you're able to liberate, help them to be liberated from this thing that they're not even aware of. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, yeah. my, my, my Good. theory. I, and I can't wait to, to meet. If Good I have time, I'm going to ask Donald to uh, tell me what's going on there. And if, if he gives me something that's Beautiful. worth repeating, I'll uh, send you an email and we'll talk again. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I, th- I think there's also a lot in, in resonance, you know, that I think if, if I once read also of this um, enlightened beings that see us as harmonies, you know, and as, 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 sort of like huge walking courts almost <laughs> like like we're 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 like a like a symphony um and like everything our our joy our sadness every emotion has a vibrancy has a frequency um you can see it as yeah like a chord on the piano and i think when so i think when we get in touch with what is what is the frequency of this this block and that's something we don't have to do mentally, but I think that's what, what happens as well, is that when we when we have this intention of like, okay, I want to use the voice um, for the purpose of healing, you know, then the voice knows the way. And I think the voice connects with whatever frequency is stuck and release it, releases it by singing that frequency, by by releasing that frequency from our uh, from our mind from our from our body from our experience so I think it has something to do with that as well that we can actually sing these uh, frequencies and and set them free and and that's how yeah that's I think that's how people have these amazing experiences where um yeah I, I just 
yeah, you read the testimonials that there's just so many people that say like, oh my God, I didn't know all of this stuff was there or this, yeah, there's so many people that have these profound experiences. And I I think it has to do with with that, you know, that our our thinking mind, especially also in A Course in Miracles world and and just in general in in the spiritual communities, um, we can contemplate and think and 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 listen and and it becomes so intellectual right and and you can have a beautiful experience sometimes I can listen to someone and my heart opens um but I think with voice liberation it's just super easy like it's 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 rare that someone doesn't have a very heart opening amazing experience um even if they even today, I had to do a shoot for um, a voice liberation workshop I'm giving here in Rotterdam, and um, and I and I shared a bit of just liberating my own vo- own voice in the moment, just sharing the frequencies, whatever wanted to come up and out. Um, and the woman who was filming was just sitting in front of me, and after I was done, she was like completely in tears, and she's like, "Whoa, I felt the 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 resonance all through my body and." it was doing so much for me. And, and I, I always say during the workshops as well, like you don't even have to sing yourself. Like my voice is your voice. Like you said, like we're all one, there's not a you and a me. Uh, so even you just connecting with my voice, uh, I can do the work, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's your voice. Like it's not, you don't even have to do it yourself. Like it even goes so far that I I've seen during uh, my voice liberation sessions, there've been a lot of people that, maybe also because of neighbors or whatever, they felt like they couldn't join um, physically themselves. And I just invited them. It's perfectly fine. Just connect with my voice. Um, know that that's your voice. And, and even them, they uh, had these profound experiences. So um, I don't know. It's, it's super interesting. But um, yeah, there's, there's something there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is very interesting. Well, when you, um, when you have your... Uh, your workshops and mm-hmm. you're inviting people to uh, sort of uh, set an intention. What does that, what does that look like? Well, we usually start indeed with setting the intention and meditation. And for me, that always entails to invite the spirits to take over the session. I, I never really prepare. Sometimes it can happen that, before a session, I get these downloads of, of exercises, a lot of times for retreats as well. Um, I do these seemingly complicated exercises and they, they come in sometimes in a moment or sometimes just an hour before where I just, yeah, it feels like a download where I get exactly um, like a script almost of like how the exercise should go. Um, but for me, uh, early on, I really realized like, okay, this is, it's not something that I am doing. It's really, I got, I got so comfortable, so comfortable with stepping back and letting spirit lead the way. Um, so, so the beginning in the workshops and the retreats is always, okay, connect with what it would, what is your purpose for, for being here? And this can be anything. Um, um, but usually I invite them during the session. Um, we go into true forgiveness as taught by A Course in Miracles. So I invite them to look at yeah, whatever grievance or situation in their life that still feels um, difficult or painful that you know they feel that is holding them from just living freely and happily. And uh, we dive deeper into that. And um, it, ultimately, it's all the same. You know, it, we know from A Course in Miracles, there's only one problem and one solution. The problem being the belief that we think we could separate ourselves from God. And, and the solution is that that could never that, that could never happen. Right. So even if it seems as if there's like a thousand different problems and situations, um, it's always, yeah, just the backdrop for, for healing. So we take whatever, whatever, what I always say, you know, come as you are, whatever comes up for you. And even during the sessions, you know, it's always perfect. That's how I start always as well to just check in and check in with your feelings. See, hey, what, what did you bring to this session? 
what thoughts, what feelings did you bring to this session? Because often we think like maybe something um, difficult happened this morning. Maybe I had a fight or uh, an argument with, with my boyfriend or whatever. And I feel, I still feel this tension. And now, now I come into this workshop and I think like, oh, I'm not supposed to have this tension. Let me park that for a moment and let me focus on this workshop. And I'm always like, no, what, whatever is going on for you right now, know that that's the perfect, um, you know, the, the perfect classroom for you in this moment. So actually invite it, like the beautiful poem from Rumi, the, the guest house, right? Like, like, like being human is like a guest house, like every day a new guest arrives, like a sadness and anger or, you know, invite them all. So I always, I always say, you know, like give them all a seat you know, welcome them. They're part of this workshop. Don't pretend like they're not there. Actually, uh, because that's what the ego wants. The ego wants to push away these difficult feelings. And with voice liberation, we actually go there. And whatever comes up next, maybe, especially if it's not online, if it's like a live workshop, there's thoughts about, oh, I just shared my voice. Oh, what is my neighbor now thinking of me? Does my voice sound at all cracked up or, you know, and it brings up these emotions and these shames and all of this stuff um, where, you know, as little children singing, it was just so naturally, right? We usually, the little kids, they know the healing power of the voice. They, they scream when they're in pain um, and it's just so natural. But then there comes this point where when we get older, that it's like, okay, you have to behave, be a good girl, be a good boy. And this natural expression, this, this authentic expression, it, 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 it goes away. And so in the sessions, I always invite people to, to stay present with what comes up and know that with, you know, with every next exhale, when we're releasing these sounds, it's okay. What's, what comes up now? You've just let out a sound. Maybe there's a new thought that came in. And is that allowed to be there? You know, so it's this constant awareness of um, what is coming in and knowing that whatever comes in, it's part of the session. So nothing can come up that you're like, oh, no, not now, not now. Let me let me do this session first. <laughs> like oh no this curiosity of oh that's interesting I feel all of this shame all of a sudden or oh that's interesting I'm becoming super angry right now and okay and then I'm like how does that sound even with tears I notice whenever people start crying which happens uh, a lot during these sessions that people just get so emotional and I notice that the tendency of people is to wipe their tears away as quickly as possible um, try to swallow their tears and then, you know, trying to like really this, this sense of trying to compose myself to be able to, yeah, to do course. it right. Yeah. And I'm always like, sing your tears. And then I'm like playing the piano. I'm like, you can sing your tears. Whoa. <laughs> and I'm, you know, showing them how we can sing our tears. And then it's, it, it starts to become funny too. Like the moment you start actually giving space to the sadness, it becomes funny. And I find that so symbolic as well, right? Like the moment that we um, don't look away, like the Buddhists have always have that beautiful um, metaphor for, for the snake that is actually just a piece of rope, right? The moment that we look at the piece of rope and we see it's a snake, how we, you know, we can't be afraid of it anymore, but we do have to look. And I feel it's the same with these emotions. The moment that we allow these emotions to be there and we give it space through our voice, then it, it just goes away. It, 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 it dissolves in, into joy. You know, we always start the workshops with completely cries and angry. And we always end it with people on the ground floor laughing, laughing like we're just all in joy. And just um, it's yeah, it's. That's what happens, I guess. Like when we allow, when we allow it to come up, it, it, the world ends in laughter, not not in sadness. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And and we uh, we we can learn. I mean, this this offers the uh, the experience of living this way, living a life 
of joy and freedom. L- living it, and and this is what it seems like you're you're really uh, teaching people how to live an awakened life, because as you're as you bring uh, the invitation for people to be present and aware, and and not to block, not to not to leave anything out, not to leave the ego out. The ego, welcome, yeah. come in, be part yeah. of this. You're not, the ego yeah. is just an illus- <laughs> illusory image of the self that I have made. And, exactly. uh, and you don't, you don't leave anything out and, and your, your way of, your way of offering that to your audience uh, just allows them to uh, to not be uh, limited, not be restricted, and and then real healing can can occur. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's yeah, awesome. And I mean, the ego will join always. You know, like whatever spiritual path we take, the ego is always like, okay, I'm in. You know, you want to do a course of miracles great i'm in you know it always tries to hijack everything um so yeah indeed with 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 voice liberation we actually look at all the stuff so um yeah it's it's really this 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 thing where where the course says you know don't be afraid to look within you know the ego always says it's 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 a war zone there it's black with guilt you know fear will strike you blind don't go within um but it says something interesting in, in that in that section as well, that it that the ego is saying this too often and too loud, like it's actually covering over uh, a deeper fear. And that's the fear of what if you would look within and you would see no sin there? You know, you would see yes. no fear there. You would see no scary snakes and a scary hell there. What if you would go within and you would find that there's really only love? You know, and, and that's the real fear of the ego, because the ego knows that once we, we fully realize and accept that we're pure love, the ego can't exist anymore because the ego is literally just the belief in fear and the belief in that we're not good enough and that we're guilty and that we're separated. So this is actually the real fear of, of the ego. And so with voice separation, we really also gently, you know, we, we, we do look within. And we do seek and find those barriers that we've placed against the love that we truly are. And, and bit by bit, with every sigh, with every sound, I find that um, a bit more of that ego layer is, is being sighed away and <laughs> being expressed away. Um, and what's underneath, yeah, is, is joy. It's just pure joy. So I noticed for myself as I started doing this more and more when I was uh, recording the the course that was during the COVID time, I was recording this voice liberation course. And um, that whole process was just me waking up almost every day with some sort of a grievance, some sort of a tension. And I would just sit down behind the piano and would kind of feel like, okay, what is this t- tension about? Because I wanted to have the course um, um, have different themes for for the session. So I have a whole index with different themes from um, like relationships, uh, trust, forgiveness, anxiety, fear, all of these topics. So it was kind of before I sat down behind the piano, I was kind of thinking of like, okay, what is the theme of the emotion I'm feeling right now? So it would be something about, okay, it's, it's about anger. And then I would do a session, basically the spirit doing it with me. (laughs) But it was so interesting because it felt like, you know, we know time and space is is an illusion and everything already happened right here, right now. So I could feel that everyone who would ever do this session with me was right there. Like I could just feel all of them. It was such a crazy experience to feel that time and space was an illusion. I felt them there. They were with me in that moment, even though the course wasn't even done, you know, it wasn't even, but in, in truth, it's all done, you know, and I could feel it in a moment, like we were all there and I was doing the session with all of everyone who will ever come there and who has already done it. And uh, so every day I would just 
do these sessions with myself and with spirit and with apparently all these people that um, will one day, you know, do the, do the session. And, um, and I noticed like, for me, it was just so healing. It was just so, so healing. I, my voice started to change too. And I started to there to share myself more vulnerably, more authentically, there to show up, I there to share um, and step into the light and share my truth more. I became more um, just joyful and, and light and, and more forgiving. So for me, it, just making that course alone was super helpful. And then to finally now share it as well with the world and to have people say, I think you saw maybe that one video of the woman that said that she's been to therapy for 30 years mm. and this has helped her more than any of the therapy has ever done. And there was a woman recently who, who told me that, you know, she wanted to kill herself and that the voice liberation course actually, you know, helped her um, to release her suicidal thoughts and to hear these type of, uh, you know, comments on the, on the work, it's like, um, it really touches me and it, it motivates me to keep sharing this and to show people how easy it is. It's your own voice. It's your own voice. You don't have to be a singer to do this. It's so simple. Um, so that's why I want to make it available for people. You know, I want to show them like, Hey, this is, this is actually your own voice. You can do this anywhere, anytime. Mm. Um, it doesn't take some expensive, trip or some this or that of course you can come to my retreats or workshops but there's so much stuff I have on YouTube that is for free I have a free forgiveness meditation as well that they can download from my website there's so much things for free as well and um, it's really not hard actually to to learn how to do this so yeah so if uh, <laughs> if someone's watching or listening and they have uh, they have uh, they're just not happy. They're, they don't know why they're not happy or, or maybe they do know why. Maybe they have a grievance against a partner or a friend or a brother, sister, mother, uh, child, uh, the world, politics, anything. Uh, mm-hmm. what would, uh, would you be, would you be able to give, uh, a, like a short example? We have about 15 minutes left would you be able to give a short example of how this might uh be something that would be helpful to them sure well i can walk through it and then i'd say download the i have a forgiveness meditation that is for free on my website then i also guide it with the piano and you hear my voice so that's nice i don't have my piano uh here right now but i can talk you through a little bit with how how it works or something that I would do in a situation like that, Um, which is first of all, to allow yourself to feel it. Like I think, and I I was definitely also one of those um, that really try to spiritually bypass whatever painful stuff I was feeling or, or be like, Oh, it's all love and light and all the world or the world is an illusion. So, you know, don't worry about it. Um, it doesn't work, right? It's an unworthy form of denial, as the Course in Miracles calls it. It's, it. It doesn't work. So allow yourself to feel it. Um, give give yourself space. You know, be kind to yourself. Don't come with this stuff of oh, it's only illusion. I'm not supposed to feel this way. That's that's what the ego does, um, and it actually does it again to not um, to to withhold you from looking more deeply at the root cause of this of this problem. Um, so after you've given yourself space to, to feel it, you know, and to be gentle with yourself and to just see, okay, what, what, what do I need in this, in this moment? I always come to this point at, at some point where I'm like, okay, do I want to be right? Or do I want to be happy? And I can honestly feel like in the beginning, I just want to be right. It's just, it's just how it is. I can, I can feel like, okay, there is this part that wants to be happy. Um, but, but more so I actually want to be right. So, so until we come to this point where it's like, okay, no, really, I've suffered enough. And sometimes this, this can take weeks, months, years. Sometimes it can take seconds. And the more you practice, the sooner we get to seeing 
that there's no winning in being right. You know, that actually being right doesn't give us what we actually really want. So at, at the point where, where I'm like, okay, I really, I really want to feel peace instead of this. And I'm ready to look at the true cause of my upset, which is always something else than what the ego is saying that it is. Ego is always pointing outwards and always saying, I'm upset because he did this or the world did that or this happened to me. And as A Course in Miracles is saying, I am never upset for the reason I think. There's always a different uh, reason. And in, in prison, I often compared with salt and the wound. You know, it's like when we have a big wound and somebody throws salt in the, in the wound, it's not the salt that is the cause of, of, the, of the stinging, you know, it's, it's the wound. And now we can go and, and try, like I always say, like, imagine if all people are just made of salt and you're just like covered in wounds. Like, would you just go and try to like avoid all of the salt that is everywhere constantly? Or would you actually look at yourself and say like, hey, what if I would heal these wounds? You know, then those salt shakers, they will just be like a nice scrub. They make your your body, they exfoliate your body and you will actually start to look nicer even, you know, when you allow them in. So it's that like the, the, the thing that the ego is saying that is the cause of our upset. That's just the salt. That is just a trigger. That is never the true cause of our upset. So then we go deeper and I invite the spirit to look together with me. I close my eyes. And I look at, okay, what is it that this situation is seemingly proving me? It's always a, um, a false belief that I have about myself or about the world. So let's say, for instance, there's a situation of, um, I don't know, it can be something in traffic, somebody's cutting you off and you feel this anger come up of like, oh, this asshole, he cut me off. And okay, the ego is saying, yeah, I'm upset because he cut me off and I'm, I'm, I'm right. Like, I'm, this is unfair. And, and he didn't treat me right. Now, if we come back to, okay, there's only one of us, there's only one mind. This person is actually not some other person. It's actually a part of you. Um, and what, what is the true cause of my upset? And then I come to what is the belief underneath this? And it can be, for instance, like, Hey, this is actually proving me that I don't matter. You know, this is triggering that that core belief inside of me that I'm that I just don't matter. Like otherwise he wouldn't do that. He would give me space. He would, you know, just not cut me off or and this is some seeming small thing, but it can be with with anything from, you know, your spouse cheating on you or uh, somebody, you know, whatever, whatever it is, it always seems to prove something and the most common um false beliefs so to say i would say are like i'm not good enough um i don't belong um i'm all alone i'm abandoned i'm unsafe i'm unsupported um and so together with the spirit you can you can look at this belief and see that okay this is the true cause of my upset and ultimately, it's A Course in Miracles teaching, the only true belief, like they're all coming down to the belief that I'm separated from God um, and that that was possible. And of course, it's not just like the wave cannot be separated from the ocean. We're always still one with God. Um, but sometimes I find for myself, I don't know how it is for you, um, Bill, but for me that like the belief, OK, I'm separated from God. It's a bit too abstract sometimes for me. So it helps. For me, I can eat more easily connect with the belief uh, that I'm not good enough or that I'm unworthy. That's sometimes easier to be like, oh, yeah, that is actually underneath this situation. And that's why this is hurting me. Um, so the moment that you get that belief, what we do with, with voice liberation, uh, what makes it even I feel more powerful is that we actually sound these uh, beliefs. So we first sound the upset that is there. So this anger of somebody that is cutting me off. Okay, can I just give space to that with my voice? Okay, how does it sound? How does this anger, how does this frustration sound? And we give it full space with our voice. 
And then we dive deeper. Okay, what is the true belief that is underneath this that is causing the pain? This belief in uh, I'm unworthy. I don't. I don't. I don't matter. And then we go into that. How does that sound? Can you give sound to that? Can you release that? And then we imagine to really fully hand over um, this belief into the hands of the spirits. And we, we ask for it to be replaced by the truth. And so that's the final step. There's this beautiful Course in Miracles lesson as well that says, let all of my grievances be replaced by miracles. So that's what we do. We, we hand over these false beliefs with our voice. I really always say like, imagine as if every tone is like a gift laid in the, in the hands of the spirit, because for the spirit, these false beliefs are, gi- are, are gifts. Like whatever we, we, all of these blocks for the spirit, they're gifts because the spirit wants to replace them for the truth. You know, the spirit is actually happy the moment you hand over these, these crazy beliefs and these dark thoughts and these untrue, um, untrue beliefs so imagine just handing them all over through with your voice putting them in into the hands of of spirits um having them be replaced and then we yeah we just really open ourselves to um to have those grievances be replaced and then i always say you know let this be the purpose you know let the purpose be of this situation to remember that you actually do matter, that you are worthy, that you are good enough, that you are still one with God, you know, because because it's always about what is what is the purpose? The ego's purpose for this situation was was obviously to make you feel guilty and to make you believe that you're not good enough. Otherwise, you wouldn't feel good. Like one of my favorite course prayers starts with, you know, I must have decided wrongly because I'm not at peace. You know, so whenever I'm not at peace, it must mean that I've decided for the ego's interpretation of the situation and that the ego is behind the steering wheel and that I have the ego's purpose for this situation and this relationship. So now, uh, so the ego is saying like, for instance, oh, always with my mom, why is it so difficult? Always, she's always doing this, she's always doing that. Okay, it tells me that my purpose for this relationship is is guilt it's just it's the ego is is behind the steering wheel in this relationship and through this true forgiveness practice we give the relationship a new purpose and we say no i want this relationship with my mother to have the purpose of remembering that i am innocent that she is innocent i want the purpose to be that i fully use this relationship to remember who i truly am and to remember who she truly is. Like that's the worthy purpose of relationships. And we can do that. We can do this with anything, with our job, with, with our friendships, with whatever situation it is. Um, we can check like, what is the purpose that I have given this situation? And we know that if this, if, if, if this relationship if, if it brings up so much pain, it, it must mean that we've given it an ego purpose. And we can um, repurpose it and say, like, no, I don't want to use this for the purpose of guilt. I really want to use this for the purpose of remembering that I'm innocent. And that doesn't mean that it's then all butterflies and unicorns and that that relationship won't um, trigger a lot of stuff. I mean, maybe even more so it will. Because, you know, all of the unconscious stuff needs to come up to the surface. But, you know, if you put up, if you set that purpose, um, it will be it will be completely different, especially if you join with someone else as well. And you both have that same purpose for for the relationship. Um, But, yeah, just so this is kind of the the process that I do. And people can go to the website to have a guided um, meditation with that and. I play the piano so you can really have some space to allow your voice to come up and out. Um, And it's great. But even during the day, you know, just notice how many times you're swallowing your emotions. Like you feel some upset and you're swallowing them um, instead of feeling it and allowing it to be there. And I invite people, the first thing I teach people during the the workshops is this voice, voice liberation sigh. And that's something maybe we can we can still do right now. It's it's really just um, I call it an open mouther sigh. So we know this sigh of 
of of of wariness of of the frown um clenched jaw size that really basically say like oh you treat me so bad and now it's this sigh of of um resentment but the voice liberation sigh is open it's relaxed it's spacious it really says hey welcome 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 to whatever i'm feeling welcome it gives space so I invite people to inhale on whatever is present for them. So whether it's joy, but especially during the day, if you notice that there's some tension or, or something is coming up that doesn't feel so comfortable, inhale into that feeling, like inhale fully into it. And then exhale on whatever sound wants to come up and out. So we can try it now. If you want to join me. So just okay. take a moment and just become aware of like, hey, What's going on for me now? Like whether it's whether it's just peace or maybe there's some tension somewhere in your body, whatever it is, just notice it. And for people listening as well, just just notice how am I sitting here right now? And welcome it all. It doesn't have to be any way different, perfect as it is. And then I invite you just. Inhale and whatever is present for you. Deeply inhale. And exhale with an open mouth. Ah. Yeah, and we'll do it again. And now see if you can make a sound, like whatever wants to come up and out. Very relaxed, no strain. Open your jaw, open your mouth. So inhale and whatever is present. let it out and we'll do one more and we'll do it with a little shake so we got a little funky with it so we'll inhale just shake your body oh yeah and then you know you can experiment with this that on an exhale you let out a tone whatever tone feels good but already, I think now you can feel like, oh, I feel so good. Doesn't it feel good? Like, it feels so relieved. Like, I do this all through the day. <laughs> and it's very contagious. Like, the people around me, they're, they're sighing all through the day as well, you know? So this is something, start sighing and in, like, a big way. No, let's get rid of the frustrating sighs. Notice when you do, I Sometimes still have this frustrating sign, and I notice like, oh, that was a frustrating sign, like clenched jaw, frowned, frowned face. Oh, and then I, oh, yeah. yeah, and then I try to remember. I'm like, oh no, let me do the voice liberation sign, <sighs> and then instantly it feels it just feels so much better. So yeah, that's something I can really um, recommend. You know, like let's stop pushing things down um let's just take a moment and, and just be curious during the day no that that's meditation to just notice what's going on you don't have to yeah. just sit yes you don't have to sit on a meditation pillow meditation for me is 24 7 it's all day noticing what's yeah. going on what is coming in and notice how how we want to welcome the comfortable uh good feel good feelings and it's like oh nice and then the moment that these feelings that we judge as bad come in it's like oh no not those and yeah i really invite everyone that's listening that the moment that you notice these uncomfortable feelings to come in inhale into them and sigh them out and not even to get rid of them no don't use it as a trick yeah. of like oh i'm gonna yeah. use this to get rid of them exactly. use it to give space Yes. And, you know, the, 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 the cool side effect of giving space to something is that it will actually usually, you know, evaporate. Yes. Um, but it's really to just say like, hey, I see you, you know, thank you for coming. Welcome. Okay. And notice, welcome, <laughs> you know, notice the discomfort. Is that allowed to be here right now? It won't be there forever. You know, it's like the cloud. It will come and it will go again. Um, yeah. 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 Beautiful. <laughs> wow. All the power is in the noticing. All of the powder. Exactly. All of it is in the noticing without judgment. 
and without wanting it to be different, welcoming, mm-hmm. noticing, and and that's that's where presence is on the field. Yep. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. That was, that was a nice, I liked that little five-minute session. That was that was fun, and, and it was uh, uh, liberating. I, could, I was, when you were saying that, I was thinking, well, okay, what about where I uh, pinched my finger and, and so hard I cut it? There, there was a little mm-hmm. bit of a, ouch, uh, should I have gone, ouch. <laughs> that, that, that would have been a totally different experience for me when I did that. And, and, and that's really what you're saying is, is invite those things to be okay. They happened. It happened. Yeah. Now invite it in and allow it to be part of the activity of, of, of what's happening without changing anything. And, and, and uh, when you do that, it, it will dissipate into the nothingness that the, that yeah. the, opposing belief gives uh, words and, and phrases and memory to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the beautiful thing too, with, I feel the voice, like it never, it doesn't lie. You know, the voice uh, I'm thinking of this, this one session that I did in um, David Hoffmeister's retreat once in the monastery in Utah, there was a guy that he was, he was sharing and he was singing about, um, I want to trust. I want to trust. But you could just hear in his voice. Um, there's actually a documentary made about this. They filmed it. It's called Take Me Home. Um, a beautiful documentary. And you could just feel in his voice that it wasn't authentic. It wasn't true. He didn't want to trust. And I heard the spirit's voice saying, ask him to sing, I don't trust. And my first reaction was like, no I can't I can't say that that's not spiritual like you know I had these judgments about it but it was so clear you know ask him to sing I don't trust I was like okay so I told him how does it feel for you to you know sing I don't trust and instantly his eyes you know sparked wide open and with so much passion he started singing I don't trust you know and 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 you could feel like yes this is true you know this was true for him he tried to be this spiritual um you know he was spiritually bypassing like he actually had this experience like no I I feel anger I I don't want to trust I don't and then the moment that he was allowed to share this freely and he allowed his voice to go there. It was, it was just so much fun. We were going back and forth. I don't trust. I don't trust. No, I don't. No, I don't. And then came the space for, oh, but I want to trust. You know, I do. I want to feel. I want to love. But then it was authentic. You know, then we could feel it. Then there were the tears. Then there were... It's a beautiful scene. Um, yeah, so it's it's in this movie called Take Me Home. Um, people can download it, I think, online through uh, David Hoffmeister's website. But it's it's this, the voice doesn't lie, and it's so authentic. And, and the most beautiful thing I find, too, is that I, I rarely get people that actually are professional singers. Um, and often people come to the workshops and say, oh, I have such a bad voice, I can't sing. And the moment that we sing, we express from this place of authenticity and from this place of really authentically and and very naked, actually, allowing our emotions to be, the voice is so incredibly beautiful. Like, I get goosebumps every time. I get tears in my eyes listening to them because I feel like it's, it's, it's our, like, we're all beautiful, right? Like without all the bullshit, without all the the sort of uh, the the all the stuff that the ego. Uh, yeah, the facade. It, yeah. The facade without the mask. There's just pure beauty, yeah. pure love, and the voice is reflecting that so beautifully that whenever there's this fake story you know the voice it does it doesn't sound good you can feel like "Mm, I don't feel this but the moment that they start singing 
from this place of truth, from raw anger, raw sadness, raw joy, raw whatever it is, but just pure, without a story around it, without, no, this is not allowed to be there. The moment that they share their voice from, from that space, it is freaking beautiful. And I get goosebumps and tears every time. And they themselves, I, I was giving a, a workshop in Florida, my summer tour, and everybody was like, was just surprised. Like after already 15 minutes in, in, the, in the, the beginning of the session, they were all singing. And after we were done, everybody was like, oh my God, that sounded like angels. You know, they themselves were saying about them. It felt like an choir of angels, you know? And it, and it was like that. It's, it's, it, it really is just amazing. And it shows to me, you know, that who we truly are is, is just this pure beauty, this pure love, this pure joy. Um, and, and the voice is helping us to, to break through all of the stuff around it, like the clouds around the sun. And the voice can help us to break through those clouds so that this, this beautiful light, this sunshine can, can um, you know, shine again. And, and we can feel, we can feel the love and the joy. Yeah, I, my heart is just, I'm so excited about this. You can tell, like, I'm, I'm just so happy to share it, you know? Yeah. So it's just something beautiful. And it's something I really hope people can get back in touch with again, because the voice is, it's so powerful. And it's something that most of us lost touch with. And like I said, we only used our voice as little kids. And then now maybe in the shower sometimes, or maybe secretly while driving and nobody can hear you. But um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, there are very few people that dare to let out their voice still so freely as they used to do as, as little children. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was, uh, that, <laughs> that, that was great. I, I really, I like the story and, uh, I like, I can see where, uh, the voice does identify what's going on. It, it totally yeah. goes to what's going on. And, and if you're listening, you can hear yeah. it and, and you're skilled at, at doing that. So you're pinpointing, the the the, the uh, potential uh, 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 hidden resistance in that yeah uh, yeah that was great. Well, we've come to the end of our time for this broadcast, and this has been a full hour plus of <laughs> your sharing and uh, us getting to know what your. Uh, teaching is what the voice liberation experience is all about. And I welcome all of you that are listening or, or watching to visit NADA's website, nadabowen.com, and uh, check out her free forgiveness uh, uh, meditation and uh, also uh, visit her on YouTube and, and check out some of her uh, beautiful sessions that are offered over there. And thank you for being here, Nada. It has been my mm -hmm. joy and I'm very uh, happy to have you to be part of anything we do at the Teachers of God Foundation or oh. Pure Presence <laughs> Conferences. Thank you. I really appreciate you, Bill. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Awareness Podcast. Please remember to subscribe so that you receive a notification each time a new episode is released. Be sure to tune in next Friday for Living in Not Knowing with Jenny Beale and Anne Hay in an episode entitled Openness, Freedom and Borderlessness. The Awareness Podcast is brought to you by the Teachers of God Foundation in association with Pure Presence Conferences.